Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Twilight movies ranked. Obviously, there's only five Twilight films in the franchise of the Twilight Saga and I decided to finally watch these movies, even though I told myself I never would take the time to spend my life watching these movies. I did do it because I felt like I needed to rank them. I needed to actually watch them so I can have an honest opinion instead of just telling people I didn't like them. Because I'd never seen, I don't really enjoy hating on something that I haven't experienced. I'd rather just jump in feet first and uh, really experience it so I can accurately talk shit about it later. So if you are a fan of the Twilight movies, I don't know if this is necessarily the episode you need to involve yourself with because I'm probably going to make you angry. Because the truth of the matter is, every single one of these movies is complete and utter garbage. I, it was painful getting through these five movies. There is very little to like about any of these movies. Uh, I wish these movies were so bad they're good. And maybe if I was intoxicated, maybe if I was around a certain crowd of people, I would be able to laugh at them more. But watching them alone, trying to find any kind of enjoyment in them was difficult. These movies are very problematic for a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. Not just the horrible acting, not just the horrible writing. The stories are pretty nonsensical. It really feels like these movies were written by an old white man. Like an old racist white man. There is some racism here. There's some massive age differences here that are, uh, you know, inappropriate type of things. There's the dialogue is 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 mesmerizing. The the actions, the way these people like act and respond to things that are happening around them is mind boggling. Apparently, the books that these movies were based on were written by a woman who grew up Mormon. So, that really explains it in a lot of ways. Just being very sheltered, being very naive, not really understanding how real people interact and act in the real world. My experience, the Mormons that I've met in life, uh, they tend to be extremely sheltered people. Extremely sheltered, extremely naive uh, and uh, it makes a lot of sense that somebody uh, that comes has that background uh, would write movies that are, are like this. It's also mind-blowing that not only these movies exist, but also that they were massive hits amongst younger adults uh, and kids, specifically women. Uh, the messaging in a lot of these movies is, is like mind blowing the, the, anyway, we'll, I'll get into that as we do it, but I just wanted to do an overview of my thoughts of the franchise before I go in and individually talk about these movies. Uh, but let's do that. Shall we? Let's get it started with my top 
five Twilight movies ranked, starting off with number five. My least favorite film in the entire franchise is, of course, the very first film, uh, Twilight. You have Bella is the new girl in town. She moves to Washington from Arizona. Uh, for whatever reason, everybody in school is in love with Bella uh, instantaneously. There seems to be very little to no transitional type of uh, difficulties with her getting new friends, uh, having people being attracted to her and, and wanting to be hence spend time with her. Everybody's acting style in this feels it seems like they're either going to vomit or come. Like they're either going to climax or throw up almost in every scene. It is it is like so weird watching these people act. It is so mind blowing that Robert Pattinson has a career after this movie, not to mention Kristen Stewart. Not to mention that they kept making movies after this one. It is mind-blowing how just horrible on every level this is. And, and that's not to mention the fact that, you know, the sparkling vampires, which I had always heard, you know. It's like, oh, Twilight, you have the sparkling vampires. Like, I'd never seen these sparkling vampires until this. And let me tell you, the special effects, the visual effects in all of these movies is absolute garbage. The effects that they do to make these vampires sparkle, which isn't really addressed in the majority of these films. You rarely see a vampire sparkle, despite the fact that most of this movie takes place outdoors. Obviously, they're in Washington, so there's a lot of clouds. It's like, you know, the place where it rains the most. Doesn't really rain that much, but there's constantly cloud cover. Uh, throughout these movies, obviously, it's why you don't see the sparkle, but doesn't really play a big factor. Uh, but it looks stupid when it does happen. Absolutely stupid. There's also a baseball game that happens with the Cullens. They get together during thunderstorms to help mask the sound of their amazing uh, home runs that they hit. They're all wearing like old timey baseball caps for some reason. And they're all like, they all look like supermodel type people, but like they do outdoorsy stuff. Like their look doesn't at all fit with the, what they do. Like they, why would they play? And it's not even like they're really playing baseball. It, it's just, it's just mind blowing. This entire, the, the, the effects that they do when they're running, the super running stuff looks dumb, looks so stupid and is in almost all of these movies somebody has to run super fast and the way they do it in this one is like like i just wanted everybody in this movie to die i didn't really care the threats of the other vampires that are around it's like okay they they like try to trick the other vampires by leaving her scent everywhere it's just uh, it's just so sad it's so sad. And it's like mine while I'm watching this, I'm like, how how does anybody involved with this movie have a career? Like this should have ended everybody's career. This is not a good movie. And yet it was super popular. 
And there's movies that I'm not into necessarily, that aren't necessarily, I'm not the audience for, but I can at least value the attempts. I can see what they're doing. I, I can enjoy the movies on a certain level, but this one is just like, it is mind-blowing on so many levels. From a performance level, from a writing level, from a story level, like it's all like, what? Why, why is she obsessed with Edward? Why, why do they, if they're super old vampires, why do they even bother going to school if they don't really socialize with people? But then, like, when he does start going out with Bella, he acts like he's the cool kid. In t- it's like, it's, it's baffling, everything in this movie. And because of that, and because it, it sparked the entire franchise, I am, I am punishing the first Twilight movie by putting it at number five as my worst Twilight film. Moving on to my fourth worst is how I should do it. My number four Twilight film is the third in the franchise. This one is The Twilight Saga Eclipse. Uh, the third film in the franchise, uh, it's a lot of this is Bella is just obsessed, obsessed with being turned for some reason, being turned into a vampire. And Edward is obsessed for some reason, marrying this 18 year old. He, by the way, is over 100 years old. He may be stuck in an 18-year-old's body or a 17-year-old's body, but he is a 100-year-old man who is obsessed with marrying an 18-year-old girl who is obsessed with being... It is like... It is... It's tough. And then you have Jacob, who's all jacked, you know, I think at this point we know that he is, there's the love triangle between him and, uh, and Edward. Obviously, I would say, I mean, she's clearly obsessed with Edward. I think Jacob is the better dude, you know? I mean, he's afraid of her safety because of, you know, he turns into a giant dog that they call werewolves. Um and because of that, like, he has anger issues, like, he roids out in werewolf form, and he wants to protect Bella from that happening to her. But she's, like, at no point really interested in him, a little bit in the previous film, but, you know, it, it's she's clearly obsessed with somebody else that's bad for her, like, that they're both toxic, they're both bad for her health, but she wants to be with the guy that's 100 years old, and... She wants to, she doesn't want to marry him. She doesn't want to commit to him with marriage, but she wants to commit to eternal life as a vampire. She's okay with that commitment, but not marriage for some reason. Just, and it, this movie opens and ends with them laying in a field of flowers. It, it's like, he like stalks her constantly because he's you know he's jealous of Jacob and all this stuff. Uh, manipulates situations. Just like she protects his, makes excuses for his lying, and it's just like 
every aspect of this of this particular movie is like it makes me feel sad for the girls that love this these movies and like how what kind of extremely toxic relationships they've entered into because they think that this is at all healthy behavior at all but it's not it's not a great movie it's not a fun movie it's you know the the whole thing is is uh is kind of a bummer so anyway number four eclipse the third film in the franchise and now a quick word from our sponsor now you can wear the many faces original art by ray taylor select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings all products made with high quality materials made right here in the usa go to inspireddisordercom tmf merch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10 percent when you check out by using coupon code rts TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. Moving on to number three, my third favorite or the third least favorite. This is one that's just average, right? It's right in the middle. Um, so number three is the Twilight Saga. Breaking Dawn Part 1. Uh, this is the fourth film in the franchise. This is the movie that starts with their wedding. Obviously, the previous film in Eclipse, it was all about, I'll, I'll turn you into a vampire if you marry me. That's like the whole thing, the whole part of it. And then now they're getting married. Right, this 18-year-old is gonna marry this 100-year-old vampire. The dad, sure, I'm fine with my 18-year-old daughter marrying this guy, who in a previous movie, like, decided to move away from Forks, the town that they're in, because she had a problem with her boyfriend, Edward. Like, and now they're—it's just like the dad in this movie is—it's just mind-blowing how accepting he is of whatever she wants to do but it starts off with the wedding you have like you see the the white supremacy you see the racism a lot in this one where obviously it's it's not great that the werewolves the vicious beasts the savage beasts are the native americans uh, but you really see that here because a lot of the, aside from the last movie in this franchise, most of the vampires are very pale skin white people. And there's, you know, there's this treaty they have with the, the Native Americans who are also werewolves, the vicious beasts. And during the wedding, it is clearly stated how racist the white vampire people are towards the native americans and it's just like i mean really on the nose something that's a problem in general but really on the nose in this movie um they get married they go to brazil but they don't even go to brazil right they go to some island off the coast of brazil for their honeymoon there's like this ridiculous montage of bella 
trying to get ready to be deflowered because she is a virgin. It is stated many times that she's a virgin. Uh, she's obsessed with losing her virginity while still with before she gets turned into a vampire. Like that, that stipulation is very necessary that she loses her virginity to a vampire. And she's like, Going through her stuff, trying to figure out what lingerie to wear. She's, like, brushing her teeth and shaving her legs. Like, what do you mean you're shaving? Your, what, you didn't shave your legs before you got married. You didn't shave your legs when you woke up that morning. You're waiting till the moment right before you're going to have sex to shave your... Like, it is a pre-sex montage that felt like it was created by a virgin. Like, somebody that's never really even seen a movie that has sex in it because this is kind of like there's similar scenes like this in other movies like it's kind of like a comical montage scene it's just bad bad but of course she gets pregnant the first and only time she's had sex with anybody she has sex with edward and obviously gets pregnant and is instantly showing like she has a super baby, super fast. It's killing her from the inside. It's just like this vampire hybrid baby. There is a moment, there is one moment in this movie that I did enjoy. And it's towards the end where she's giving birth. And it's like kind of body horror, kind of, you know, kind of these fast cuts. Interesting. Although during that very same scene, there is an amateur C-section going on. Like she's giving birth the doctor who is in the family isn't around so just they decide to do the c-section on their own never having any kind of formal training i mean they're old you know over a hundred years old or whatever but that doesn't necessarily mean they're they've delivered a lot of babies via c-section uh but having zero issue doing it to bella to to cut this baby out crazy um the blood smoothies she gets very sick when she's you know having this kid and they find out that like oh the kids you know feeding on her from the inside and now she needs to drink blood that's kind of interesting i guess uh the amateur c-section is stupid uh the body horror stuff at the very end is fun she dies but then like for edward to save her he just like bites her on different parts of her body all over like it, the the logic of things even though we're dealing with like vampires and werewolves it's just like why is he biting her all over the place i'm sure somebody that read the book they're like duh, this in page five of the book it's duh, duh. i don't it's stupid it is dumb uh but the the interesting stuff with the the like the body horror stuff during the prank the very end of this movie and also like the friendship like there is some like weird friendship some like weird truce that jacob and edward have in this movie as well which is mind-blowing the names she comes up with for this baby renesme and then like ej she's gonna name the baby either after her current husband and ex you know her friend childhood friend slash ex crush or whatever like it is mind-blowing 
that like the two options are a combination of her current love and past like like childhood thing or Renezme, which I guess is a combination of their two moms, her mom and and Edward's mom's name, which the name Renezme, it just stupid. Stupid. But so much of this movie is stupid. So so that's why it's number three, because it had some interesting stuff during the the very end. Everything else is dumb. Moving on to my second favorite, least favorite Twilight movie. This one is The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. This is the last movie, the fifth film in the franchise. Uh, this one is has like this avengers type of like collecting you know getting all of these vampires from around the world it was probably a response in some ways it felt like to part one where it was super racist and now it's like oh no vampires there's vampires of all races not that i mean there was the black guy earlier on in the franchise but you know a lot of it a lot of the vampires seem like oh it's white supremacy and then it's against they have a big beef with the Native Americans who are vicious beasts, uh, quote unquote. But Breaking Dawn, obviously, Breaking Dawn, you have part two, you have the CG baby, which the baby is aging super fast. Uh, the the kind of cavalcade of different looks the CG baby has are just mind blowing how anybody would okay the CG in all of these scenes is amazing. Uh, I mean, that's like the baby CG is almost so bad it's good. Like it's laughable how just horrible it is. Uh, so they're assembling all these vampires. All the vampires, they're, they're more superheroes than they are vampires because they all have different abilities, which is interesting and only really explored in this movie. They're not really explored very much in the other movies. Um, you have Jacob imprinting on Renezme, this child that's going to grow up and be his girlfriend. Like, it is as if a 100-year-old man marrying an 18-year-old girl wasn't complicated enough disturbing enough having a who is now i would imagine 20 year old 19 year old jacked jacob being imprinted on the newborn baby of renezme and the performance of christian stewart is pretty great especially when he calls her nessie and she's like you are referring to my daughter as the Loch Ness Monster? It is, like, bonkers, the script. Bonkers. But it's also, like, so problematic. Not only the fact that he is, like, imprint, quote-unquote, imprinted, which he constantly is saying, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. It's like, how else could we take this? Even in your flashbacks, you're having relationship with the older version of Renezme. Bonkers. Bonkers. 
So they're getting all these vampires, the quote-unquote witnesses, uh, because the council of vampires or whatever, there's like these rules against children being turned into vampires, obviously. Uh, it, it, not obviously, but because children have temper tantrums. And when you are a vampire child and you have a temper tantrum, uh, you lay waste to giant swaths of people. And they want to prevent that, so they have to get all these witnesses to prove that Renezme is not like a full-blooded vampire, that she's like a mix, which is like whatever. There's a big battle at the end, which is absolutely pointless because it was just a what-if battle. Like, we're living in a potential version of reality if the council decides to go ahead with the battle that's potentially going to happen everybody's decapitated like they're they're turned into ice when they get it is mind-blowing these movies and how just wackadoodle everything is um the werewolves are all teamed up with the vampires like i kind of enjoy like the the superpower things her learning her superpowers are kind of fun uh the battle itself is fun despite the fact it being absolutely pointless um so all those things are kind of it's got some stuff that i legitimately could stand i don't know if i enjoyed it as much as just it was it was more tolerable than most of the movie but then it also has some of the 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 worst aspects of the movie like the cg baby uh the imprinting the the, there's a few things that are that are kind of tough but that's why it's not my number two um i i had i almost had this at number one uh but i had to knock it down to number two uh so number two the twilight saga breaking dawn part two Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspire Disorder Plus member today. And my number one, obviously, my number one, the my favorite of the Twilight franchise is the Twilight Saga New Moon. Uh, It's got a lot of problems, too. But, you know, it is the second film in the franchise. Definitely better than Twilight. So, I mean, I think that's probably why it stood out. Uh, You have it's her birthday. She's finally turning 18 and uh, she gets a paper cut and one of the. One of the vampires flips out, and so to protect her, uh, Edward dumps her and and moves away in 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 an effort to protect her. But after the first one, there's these other vampires that know she's there. So now she's without protection. So now she's spending a lot of time with with Jacob, 
which Jacob is jacked in this movie, uh, starts off with long hair, but then cuts it off and gets a tattoo, which then, like, everybody in his family walks around shirtless with the same tattoo and the same hair. It's very weird, like, that whole aspect of it. But you get to see her interacting with Jacob, which made me realize and understand the whole Jacob versus Edward thing where it's like this movie really it's like the only time where it felt like maybe her and Jacob would actually be together potentially especially since Edward left but then you have aspects of this movie where she's literally putting herself in danger in order to get these visions of Edward in order to try and lure Edward trying to manipulate Edward into coming back to save her. So she's putting herself in, in harmful situations like riding on motorcycles with strange men. Just not the best messages to give to young women to like, this is how you put yourself in, in life or death danger in order to manipulate a man into being with you. And then there's the scene where Edward assumes that she died, just assumes it, and instantaneously, after that assumption, decides he's going to kill himself. There's also a scene where she's like falling, asleep, she fell asleep reading a book. The book she was reading was uh, Romeo and Juliet. So obviously, this is like the movie is like literally telling you, hey, this is going to be like a Romeo and Juliet thing, except for it's going to be really stupid. Because any dude that's going to, like, not even based on any kind of proof. It's not like anybody lied to him. Somebody else died, and, and Jacob just kind of insinuated that it may have been her. So Edward literally just assumes it was her. And instead of getting any kind of confirmation whether Bella is actually alive or dead he decides to throw it all away and kill himself. So she travels all the way to Italy to stop him from standing in the light and showing the shimmer. It is so bad. But it's interesting, you know, the stuff with Jacob, I like. The, the, fact, that she, like, the fact that it's so problematic is kind of why I have it at number one. Uh, the stuff with Jacob is is interesting. The stuff with uh, the cliff diving where, sh you know, she's trying to avoid this other vampire that's still there that's out to get her because now Edward left so he doesn't have protection. So now it's up to Jacob to protect her. Um, you know, the whole I think this is the first movie where we see that the Native Americans are werewolves and you see them transform into giant dogs which apparently are called werewolves in this movie um yeah it's uh her depression was kind of cool after she you know like like it had some like realistic human emotions involved like when edward dumps her she has these moments of depression uh, in order to kind of get out of that, she's encouraged to hang out with her old friend Jacob, and they kind of, they bond. There's like, there's some actual human emotions in this movie, which is why it's number one. 
despite a lot of human emotions and interactions are toxic, specifically her manipulating, putting herself in danger in order to lure Edward back is just very problematic. Um, Yeah. The Twilight Saga, New Moon, my number one movie. It's just the most interesting out of the out of all of them. Uh and then number 2, a little bit it's still interesting but a little bit less you know. Anyway. So, one more time. This is my top 5 Twilight movies ranked. Starting off with number 5 is Twilight. Number 4 is The Twilight Saga Eclipse. Number three is The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. Number two is The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. And my number one favorite Twilight movie is The Twilight Saga New Moon. Let me know how you would rank the Twilight movies in the comments. Let me know how you feel about the movies. Uh, And if I made you angry, I'm sure... Uh, my thoughts and comments on these movies uh, are not for those that are fans, uh, but are those that are... I'm sure there's a community of people that are watching these movies in the same way people watch The Room or, you know, th- they're so bad it's it's good type of a thing, like a mystery science theater type of a way. Like, you watch these movies in order to talk shit about them and laugh at them. Uh, I can't, like, anybody taking these movies seriously uh, is a big red flag, in my opinion. Uh, But yeah, that's my opinion. Those are my thoughts. That's how I would rank the Twilight movies. Enjoy. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram, at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.